Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. And this is Pastor Keith Radke here with Pastor Steve Pearson. How you doing, Pastor Steve? Good, man. How are you? Doing really good. I had a great Easter week. Actually, we had it kind of together. We were <laughs> uh, serving together at Redemption Hill Church and just really encouraged by what the Lord did through that service. And I know it's kind of a big week for a lot of churches and a lot of extra people come to church you know, the C&E crowd, as we call them, the Christmas and Easter crowd, yeah. you know, and, and we want everybody at church for sure. But there is something special about this week, not just because it, of the resurrection. I mean, that is so important, obviously, proof that our salvation is real. But That's there right. is something about the energy of people coming, anticipating, yeah. you know, just seeking. They're, they're in, something good should be happening. Yeah. And you know, too, it, I think there's an acknowledgement from from the from the majority of our society, even those like you had mentioned who come maybe you know once a year on Christmas or Easter, there's an acknowledgement there's a, that there's a significance, a religious significance, a spiritual significance in those days, right. and and you know obviously the non-believer probably wouldn't participate in that, but but you know the God fear maybe not necessarily one who has a relationship with Christ, but the God fear who acknowledges the existence of God sees those days as, as prevalent in our society and and, and the need to acknowledge them. It reminds me a lot of the group of people that were coming to Jerusalem, you know, right there at Pentecost. We see Mm. how the whole story unfolds in Acts chapter two, but you know, there's people coming from all over the world anticipating an encounter with God. That's right. And you know, religion invites people to that, right? Yeah. And and Jesus is inviting people to more than just an experience. He That's is right. he is inviting people to a true encounter with the living God and right. and that 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 is honestly the bigger reason why I like Easter is yeah. is the fact that there are people coming to church and they're saying, "Okay, what what's going to change my life or what's yeah. what's going to What's going to be memorable about this? And, and there's, I think, on top of that, in addition to that, Keith, there's an acknowledgement that the spiritual realm does exist. Yeah, right. That that the, there, there's a there's a, an acknowledgement that when God's word says He's placed eternity in our heart, they realize mm. people realize there's something outside the seen world. Wow. And they're trying to tap into that in some way. Yeah. And I think that even goes along with what we want to talk about this more uh, today. Yeah. So on Shouts of Grace Radio today, we want to talk about the spiritual warfare that the Bible talks about and that we all are in the middle of. We are all on the battlefield of the spiritual realm. And if if you're familiar at all with Christian talk and, and theology on spiritual warfare, you are going to understand that it is all over the place, for one, um, but also that there is something after receiving the Spirit of God into our lives by faith when we're born again, we recognize that there is more than just the physical dimension. We recognize that there's more than what I can see and hear and touch. You know, there, there's something else going on, and it it feels as real as what I can see, but I can't I can't quite quantify it and put our, my fingers on it. And so, the Bible does a great job of quantifying this. What I do want to do, and what we want to do together, Pastor Steve and I want to do, is we, we want to kind of go to what maybe most of us are familiar with 
with the issue of spiritual warfare and how we're to engage in that, just the awareness that it's there. And then in Ephesians chapter 6, we're going to talk about the whole arm of God, how we've been equipped. And then on our next episode, we're actually going to talk about some examples in the Scripture of where that veil, that that thing that keeps the spiritual realm invisible to us, where in the Bible that's removed, and people have the opportunity to see the spiritual realm. So definitely want to uh, hang on for this episode and the next episode Uh, But we're going to go ahead and get right into it. In Ephesians chapter 6, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church, and and I like how he puts it at the end, because sometimes we do wait until the end of a letter to say something really important, Um, and and that's what he does. Not to say that Ephesians is unimportant in any way, but here it's it's almost as if what he is saying to them is going to put everything else into context. Like, for example— uh, at the beginning, he talks about how we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. So he's already introduced this concept that there is there is a realm that we have some form of access to that we can't see yet. And, and we know that that access is through prayer, that access is through faith. And then he says, you're going to have to engage with this, and this is how you do that. Finally, be strong in the Lord, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. And in the strength of his might, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, okay? If you're a married couple, stop fighting against your spouse. That's not where the real battle is. The real battle is a spiritual one. If you've got kids who aren't walking with the Lord, it's not flesh and blood. Your kids are not the enemy. If you and your neighbor are having a tiff and you guys got, you know, big cannons pointed at each other, you know what I mean? Like, that's not where the real battle is. Like, he says, hey, this is a spiritual battle. It's not flesh and blood. Flesh and blood is where we see it played out, but that's not where the real battle is. And so I just wanted to make that observation. He says it's not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So we'll stop there. We'll talk a little bit about the armor after this. But he he says, okay, you're, you're being called into a battle where strength and courage is important. So be strong in the Lord. Rely on his strength. Put on the whole armor of God. Okay, it's time to get fully equipped for battle, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. The devil's scheming. Right? He's plotting. He's manipulating. He's working. He's orchestrating. He's a, he is a general on a battlefield, and he's trying to figure out how to win. Sure. And, and he doesn't fight fair. There's no rules to this battle. There's no The, the, the devil does not have a sort of Geneva Convention <laughs> that he adheres to. Uh, Jesus said his strategy is to steal and to kill and destroy. So the devil is scheming, and he he wants to steal from you, he wants to kill, he wants to destroy, and he's a liar, it says. He is a total liar and the father of lies. Mm-hmm. So he's scheming, and that's why we need to understand your battle right now. You're angry with your mother. You're angry with your kids. Uh, you hate your job. You know, wherever you find yourself in your life right now, you're. Um, this is not a flesh and blood thing. There's something spiritual happening, and we need to come against this God's way and in God's strength. Pastor That's Steve. Right. That's right. In fact, so so Second Corinthians chapter twelve, verse two, the apostle Paul, I think, I, I believe in reference to himself, says that I know a man who, you know, fourteen years ago, whether in the body or out of the body, was caught up to the third heaven, um, and he heard things that were inexpressible. Like he you know, there was no way he could put them into human words. I mean right. he was caught up to a realm. He was caught up to this heavenly cosmology, if you will, that that really um kind of defined for him there is a difference between where I live and where and what I visited and seen. Mm. And I heard something that I can't even put in human terms. So the right. reality 
of that realm is 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 legitimate. Scripture would point that out as as you said. Um, and and then when we look at um, what you just said as far as the um, that realm, you know, you you see that in Job, you know, chapter one, where 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 Satan has access to mm. the throne of God to bring accusation or to bring hurt to the people of God, to test their faith. Right. There's something happening in the unseen that does affect and does impact the seen world. And so we can't see that. And in that, Job chapter 1, you see a scheme of the devil. Right. You see him plotting and planning to test and ruin someone's faith through hardship, through death, through um through through health issues right and of course job proves himself out to be in the end to, to to be a to be a servant of the lord but keith anytime you go into a war um you have to know what battle you're in because if you don't you don't know mm. how to fight it and That's you right. won't know what weapons to take like like if we're gonna if you if you and i are gonna go in the backyard and do an old west thing and we're gonna drawing each other draw on each other right i'm not going to bring a knife to, to a gunfight, so right, to speak, right? right. I, I got I to get that. And, and, and I think what happens a lot of times when we're, when we're you know, kind of saturated in the Christian culture is we fail to realize that the enemy is bringing something against us in the unseen world. And so what we bring against him has to be something more than yelling at him from a stage right. and, and, and making, these, making these, you know, these, these empty rebukes and stuff that oftentimes are, or most of the time, are powerless right. in it, right? And, and I think here in Ephesians 6, it's laid out for us. God says, here's your weapons. It's almost like you're getting ready to go into a battle. Here's a table. Choose your weapons. What, mm. do, you, what do you want? And, and I think as, as you read through these, you'll see they are spiritual in nature. That's good, Pastor Steve. I, I want to recommend to our listeners uh, three books. You can pick one. You can pick all three. One is nonfiction, two are fiction, but all deal with the real topic of spiritual warfare. First, uh, it's a book by Warren Risbury called The Strategy of Satan. It's a real quick move through what the Bible says about how the devil works, uh, and just using Scripture. It's not it's not super out there, you know. Um, but uh, and it just it equips you with the Scripture because it is important that we know our enemy, yes, and and we don't want to do it in such a way where we become consumed with it, and that's why I feel like. This book in particular, or the strategy of Satan by Warren Risby, just deals with scriptures, you know, and, mm-hmm. and but then it gives practical biblical steps for dealing with them. A non, I mean, a fiction book would be the Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Yes. Lewis, where he does create this little conversation between uh, a, 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 and, a devil yeah. and his apprentice, right? Right, right? And and you you see this kind of eye opening animated way um, to understand. How that they think, and then if you're if you just if you just like kind of a a, a story, a fantasy, I'd encourage this present darkness by by mm-hmm. Frank Peretti, and and uh, so there's kind of three different levels, you know. Yeah. There's there's Warren Wiersbe strategy, Satan, just real practical up front. Screw tape letters is 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 a bit, you know, it's it's a story, but it is very rooted. But then yeah, this present darkness will will blow your mind. The point of all of those references is to have some sense of a point of reference of this invisible realm of our enemy of what we're facing. Um, but the most important thing that we can take into the battle, so to speak, is the fact that we are a believer, that we are born right. again, that we have been redeemed, and that we are indwelt by the very presence and spirit of God. Because John would say, greater is he who is in us, or in me, yeah. than he who is in the world. Yeah. Right? We don't go to battle with our own intelligence, with our own resources. We go into battle with the, the, the commander-in-chief. Yeah. Within us, yeah, and I'll tell you, in, in 
um, in regard to what you just said, Keith, hell itself would acknowledge the truthfulness of your statement mm. because there was a group of men in the book of Acts who did not know God, who tried to battle in the spiritual realm and said, we adjure you in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches to come out of this man. And the demons looked at them and said, um, yeah, Paul we know and Christ we know, but who are you? And they were rendered um, powerless, mm. right? And so I think what you said is the key. Spiritual battle and spiritual warfare really begins with having the house filled with Christ. And and if we do that, then he becomes the one who, who, who fights the battle for us. Yeah, and that's so important for us not to go into a battle with any sort of confidence that we can see the bigger picture. We have to trust in the God who sees all. He is, he is omniscient, okay? Right. He knows all, okay? Excuse me. Omniscient, he knows all. Omniscient, he knows all. <laughs> Omnipotent, he is powerful above all. And omnipresent. Yeah, that breakfast he, is getting he is everywhere. <laughs> That breakfast is something else. Well, hey, we're going to talk more about this right after the break. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airwaves with good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. Okay, so Pastor Steve, we were talking about spiritual warfare and breakfast, and if you're catching this on the podcast, just rewind a little bit and listen to that again. So we're in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. We're talking about the reality that we are to find our strength for the spiritual warfare in the Lord, in our relationship with the Lord, the fact that the Spirit indwells us, that there is a devil who is scheming against us, and his strategy is to steal, to kill, and to destroy, and to lie to us about the whole thing. And Jesus said he is the father of lies. Then mm. Paul writes in verse 13 of Ephesians 6, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is in the Word of God, which is the Word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and all supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. So we're going to talk more about verse 12, where it talks about the principalities, the rulers, and those things on our next episode to kind of just unveil and package maybe the unseen realm a little bit more. But as a soldier for God, as mm-hmm. as a follower of Jesus Christ, we are called to a battle, and he says, take up the whole armor. Yeah. How important is it for us, Pastor Steve, to take up all of these things? They're all connected, and you can't you can't leave one out. For example, he talks about the belt of truth. If you want to fight the enemy, okay, you have to fight on the basis of truth because right. he's a liar and he will challenge uh, your truth with a lie. And so mm. you, you, you do have to, number one, know the truth, the right. truth of God's word. Um, I think you have to know the truth of who you are, which feeds right into the next one, the breastplate of righteousness, right. that Christ is my righteousness. Because when you go to battle with the enemy as a parent, as a husband, as a wife, as a as an employer, as a worker, as a ministry leader, um, your righteousness will be challenged. Who are you 
to say anything to that person or to mm. anybody because you yourself are a wicked sinner. Right. Yes, he is right, but here's the breastplate of righteousness. Christ is my righteousness. And that feeds into the next one, and that is um, putting on the shoes or shodding your shoe, your feet with the readiness of the gospel of peace. The gospel always has to be first preached to myself, Keith, mm. that Christ died for me. The gospel yes. never stops being preached. It's not something that's preached to the unsaved. It's something that's preached to the sinner, whether you're saved or you're unregenerate. I need to hear the gospel that Christ died for this, that I I am it is finished for me, right? And then that of course feeds right into the next one. That is faith. That's the shield of faith. I am trusting that he's my righteousness. I am trusting that the gospel that I preach to myself is legitimate. And listen, that feeds into the next one. It protects my head. Yeah. It protects my thoughts. When he comes at me and says, You mm. are this, you aren't that, you should be this, you shouldn't be that. Right. You know what? God protects me. And then I pick up that sword, which is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. It's just all connected. It's not, think of it as separate pieces of armor, but one one piece that comes at him in multi-facets. You know, it's it's just something you can't leave. And of course, then there's prayer. If if, right. if you leave that out, then you have nothing. And so um, how important is the whole armor of God? Um, what if you go out and you try and war against the devil, but you're not... Uh, you're not protecting yourself against, you know, with the bre- with the breastplate of righteousness, right. right? I mean, there can't be even a crack in that. There was a king yeah. in the Old Testament who who decided who disguised himself. You know, he he was the king. He disguised himself, went into battle, and it says that some guy from the enemy shot a random arrow, and it just happened to go right in the crack of his breastplate, and yeah. it, and he went off the battlefield and died. If if there is a crack. In your breastplate, the enemy will find it, and he yeah. will exploit the pride yeah. that's in all of us. So it, you can't leave one piece out. That's so true, Pastor Steve. I think one of the other things that I see here is in verse 18, he says, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance. So obviously we want to be watchful on the battlefield because the enemy comes at us from every direction. But also there is a perseverance. There's a moving forward. And the armor seems to give us this idea that that it's not really meant to cover a retreat. Right, it's it's meant to protect Great us point. as we move forward. Now, it's not to say that the breastplate didn't wrap around, but even if you look at the Roman breastplate, you know the back typically um, by by people who are very high value, you know, officers and those things, they'd have like a full, you know, front and back kind of a breastplate assembly. But a lot of the rank and file, they were wrapped in leather and they had a That's breastplate right. on the front because they were never to be turning around, moving backwards. You face your enemy, Keith. Yep. That's what he's saying. If you turn your back on him, he'll stab you in the back where that's there's right. no protection. And that's why that's why we're called in James to resist the devil and he will flee. He will flee, not you. He will flee. And uh, and even in the Roman analogy, the, the, the tall, uh, you know, five and a half, six foot um, shields that certain... Um, battalions would carry, they link together and they'd create a turtle. You know, right. they they would a tank. You know, an ancient tank, so to speak, where guys in the middle would put their shields up top, and the guys in front they they create this wall, and they'd be like a little moving fortress. That also says to me that we're to be moving together yes. with others in battle. Like we're not called. Not everybody is a David, right, right? To go up against Goliath by themselves. That was a very unique circumstance. But after that, you always see David in battle with men with brothers with with others in in the in the fight with him and and that's that's where we're at when we come to the lord and he informs us as he's doing through his word you're mine i love you i've called you for purpose but there's going to be a battle then he lays it all out on the table for us like you said here's your armor pick 
the weapons of warfare up, put them on, put on the defensive things, because there is there is an important for us to be def, you know defended from the attacks, and then now move forward with perseverance. Be alert, be watchful. You know, Peter says that your 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 enemy, the devil, he's roaming around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. That's right. Right. So that watchfulness is important, and that watchfulness and that prayerfulness and that perseverance that is so much. I don't know if easier is the right word, but it's it's so much better when we're together with other people, when we know that we're not in this. And, and that's why it's so important to be in Christian community together. In a small group, you know, a couple of guys, a couple of ladies, you know, depending where you're at in life, you know, that are, are going to be your group that you're going to go to prayer together with. You're going to share the struggles. You know, when I think of the of the helmet of salvation, you know, you, you, you're, you're recognizing that our mind is a battlefield. Mm. Our mind's got to be in the game, right, mm. in the war, so to speak. You know, our integrity, that's why we have that breastplate of righteousness is to help protect our integrity, you know. So all of these things play in, this armor plays into us knowing that we're in a battle, but also knowing that all the resources of God are available to us, and we're not to be in this together. Uh, I mean, we're to be in this together and not alone. That's right. In fact, there's a couple things that are mentioned there. He says, you know, having done all to stand, stand therefore, Mm. right? And then you had mentioned the verse earlier in 1 Peter Chapter five, verse nine, resist him firm Firm. in your faith. There is this call to understanding, and we'll talk about this in in, in part two, who it is that we're fighting. And it's a, there's a firm hold that we're to, that we're to establish. We are to stand and we're not to coward where it, whether it's, whether it's again, practically, whether it's in our marriage, Mm. whether it's in parenting, whatever it is. He is working, and God is not telling us to coward, Keith. He's saying, right. you stand against him, and I will provide you what you need to win this war right? right, or to fight this battle. And, and right. I think a lot of times people, you know, th- this can get really weird. You know, when you start talking about spiritual warfare, you had mentioned at the start of the show, this can get really bizarre sometimes. And, and, and people try to take, and, 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 and they try to take earthly power, and they try right. to apply that to this. And God is saying, listen, no, you, you stand firm in the faith. That's what fights the faith that you have in the Son of God? Mm. So important, you know, Pastor Steve. As we wrap up, I'm reminded of Second Timothy, uh, chapter one, verse seven. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. And some scriptures say a sound mind. And I think both have their application. I think it's important for us to realize and to recognize that we have been given all of the things to face the battle with confidence, mm-hmm. not to give in to fear, because fear is prevalent. That's you know, There's right. that new song by Zach Williams on, on the radio called Fear is a Liar. And and I just encourage you right now, take a listen to that song, mm-hmm. You know, go on YouTube, go on iTunes, whatever, go listen to that song and hear the words that fear, fear is a liar. You know, it steals from us. But Jesus came to give us an overcoming power That's right. to to resist fear and to not give in to the devil. The, the devil is scheming. The devil is seeking to destroy you. That is very real. But we don't have to be afraid of it. We've been equipped. And one of the best ways to grab hold of all that God has given to us, and Paul says it here in Ephesians 6, is through prayer, That's to right. come to God in prayer. That's right. In fact, I'd encourage our listeners— um, on that on on that note about fear, you know, last last week's Easter message, um, I did a I did a study specifically on that, and you can go onto RedemptionHillUtah.com and you can upload that message. And it's exactly what you're talking about. Right. The enemy works in fear, Keith. It was in the garden when when Adam said, when God asked him where he was, he said, "I was afraid." And it's in the end in Revelation 21 where the fearful do not enter the kingdom of heaven. It's threaded throughout mm. Scripture. It's real. That's right. That's right. We've been given love. 
power and a sound mind to overcome fear. We've been given uh, the tools for warfare, and we've been told we will not be in this alone. Thanks for listening today. We look forward to being with you on Shouts of Grace next time. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. That's shoutsofgraceradio.com. At ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastors Steve and Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church located in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show, and from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.